This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Welcome back, everyone, to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. Episode 156, Back to Basics, Part 4 of 4, Closing Costs and Seller Assist. As we enter into the final week of May, we wrap out our Back to Basics mini-series. We thought it would only be appropriate to wrap everything up by talking about the closing. That's right. Today we are talking all about things related to the closing costs for buyers and sellers when it comes to buying or selling a home, as well as reviewing what it means to give or receive seller assist as part of the closing. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now here is your real estate expert, Mr. Jason Wilcox. How are you? I am just ducky. It's a beautiful day here in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, we are still having winter in May, so that's... Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> great. What, 32 out right now? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Snow flurries. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm like in, like, you know, sweatpants and, like, you know, all bundled up, and it's like, really? It's May 3rd. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Don't move here. <laughs> exactly. Have, have Jason move find your house it's someplace else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, well, it's cold outside but we're going to try to warm it up inside Ooh. with the spicy topic that right. is closing costs and seller assist. Oh, Nothing yeah. gets it warmer in a room at a party than when you start talking closing costs and seller assist. Right, Lou? I know. That's surreal. That's really the way to, you know, get in with the chicks there, you know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yep. 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 Talking money. That's, that's exactly it. Some, some guys can play guitar. Some guys have the voice of an angel. I can talk about closing costs and seller assist. Yeah. That's my party trick. <laughs> Good for you. Go. So, alrighty. So, yeah, um, as we mentioned in the introduction, uh, we are wrapping up our Back to Basics mini-series uh, today. If you remember uh, correctly, we started this, you know, the month of May is when students are wrapping up the school year. They're studying for finals. So, you know, they're getting back to the basics. They're reviewing everything that they've learned throughout the year. So we kind of applied that same principle uh, to this uh, mini series for the last couple of weeks. And so we thought it appropriate today on our last episode for the mini series uh, to talk about the closing, to talk about the end. And so I thought it'd be a cool idea just to kind of review closing costs, uh, as well as seller assist, because uh, somehow in 2023, there are still people out there, Lou, who don't realize that there are uh, closing costs uh, associated with buying or selling a home. I mm. cannot believe it, but apparently that is still a thing. But they have and a so terrible, they have a terrible real estate advisor then. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. That's exactly they need it. To fire that, that guy is, and hire you right away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, I thought we would do, uh, we would start with the, the closing costs and then we'll hit seller assist. Um, and before we dive in, 
I don't want to get too into the woods with this today. Um, I just want to kind of give an overarching view of kind of the theoretical of what to expect, because the idea of this episode is for you to be aware. Oh, I'm a buyer. This is what I need to be aware of. So now I'm going to give Jason a call and he could sit down with me and give me a specific breakdown of, you know, what my cost would be right. depending on, you know, what house in what neighborhood that I want to buy. Um, or I'm thinking about listing my house. Now that I know there are closing costs involved, I will call Jason. He will come out and he can give me a specific breakdown of my property based on where I live and what he thinks my house is worth. Okay. So shall we dive into let's, the first half of this, which is the closing costs? Let's get into closing costs with the seller first. Yes. So talking closing costs, let's focus on the seller first. So the seller is going to have. And that is, excuse uh, me, that is seller, S-E-L-L-E-R, not C-E-L-L-A-R. Right, right, right. Exactly. C-E-L-L-A-R is what you get if you don't properly uh, fill out the seller disclosure, uh, which is the episode before. So go back and listen. We're kidding. No lawsuit. I don't think it's you jail time for seller disclosure. I just think there's money involved that you would have to pay. <laughs> so with the seller, there are four main uh, closing costs that a seller has when it comes to closing. The first is your mortgage and or home equity loan and or home equity line of credit and or second mortgage. If you have any type of mortgage on the house, that will have to be paid off. Uh, it has never happened to me, but there was a top agent in our office who said one time in all of his years being a realtor, he got reamed out at the closing table because apparently his seller claimed that he was never told by his realtor that his mortgage had to be paid off. So if you are not aware in 2023 that you have to pay off your mortgage of the house that you are selling, I'm here to tell you now you have to pay off the mortgage. Now, people do get confused. Remember, it is the mortgage for the property that you own. So if you have other mortgages on other properties, that doesn't count. They're looking at this house that you're selling in this house only. So we're going to set that aside for a second, the mortgage. Okay. Outside that, there are three um, closing costs that a, a seller has. Uh, the first is the transfer stamp. Depending on where you live, most places are going to be like two to two and a half percent of the sales price. One or two boroughs are at three percent. City of Pittsburgh is awful. They are at five percent. Um, it's the worst anywhere around. Now, you are going to split that with the buyer. So if you are in a neighborhood where this the, the transfer stamp is 2%, you'll pay 1%. The buyer will pay 1%. If you're in the city of Pittsburgh, you'll pay 2.5%. They'll pay 2.5% because the okay. total is 5 So okay. you do split that. You'll have the realtor commission, whatever you negotiate uh, with your with your realtor whatever percentage that may be, um, you know, four, five, six, seven percent, whatever, you know, you negotiate because we are on the fair open market. So whatever you negotiate with them. And then finally, title fees. Title fees for the seller are not as bad as it is for the buyer. Uh, the title fees are going to be ancillary. It's going to be like the new deed, the tax certs, uh, the lien letters. The buyer is carrying the brunt of the title uh, costs because they have um, the 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 um, the title search and the title insurance, which is going to be more expensive. Um, so I would say this much: transfer stamp, realtor commission, title fees, all inclusive 
Okay. Depending on what you end up negotiating with with your realtor and things like that, I'm going to say on average you're going to be in that eight to nine percent of the of the of the sales price um, of the home for your closing costs. I know um I know listen to some of the national personalities they'll round up and say you know if you expect about ten percent of the sales price uh, to go towards closing costs that's kind of a quick dirty number. So you know using ten percent that's a little on the high side. If you got a two hundred thousand dollar house, you're going to be at about twenty thousand dollars in closing costs. Uh, plus, then your mortgage and or any like home equity line of credit or um, home equity loan or second uh, mortgage that you have to pay off. So that gives you kind of a rough, dirty numbers to what to expect when you are on the uh, buyer's side. Okay. You, I thought we were talking about the seller. I'm sorry, the seller side. I'm sorry, the seller side. Now we're talking the buyer side. I was getting ahead of myself. We're, we're moving down yeah. to the buyer. Okay. Now, yeah. now we're moving down to the buyer, down payments, closing costs, and escrows. Yes. So the buyer is responsible for three main things. What Lou just mentioned. That's it. Good okay. night. All right. Thank you. <laughs> um, the, so the first one is the down payment, and that's going to be pretty easy to calculate. Um, you're going to know right away, um, you know, when you're talking to your lender, hey, I'm conventional. I'm going 10% down. Okay. Well, I'm looking at a $500,000 house. Okay. I need $50,000 for the down payment. So that'll be, that'll be easy. You know, if I'm, if I'm FHA um, and, and I'm putting three and a half percent down and I'm buying a $200,000 house, that's $7,000. Um, you know, if I'm, you know, VA and there's no, there's no down payment, it doesn't matter what I'm buying. If I'm buying a $300,000 house, it's no percent down. So that'll be an individual calculation you'll be able to do that very easily on your own. So the next one is going to be closing costs. And this is what gets confusing because people thought, well, I thought closing costs was everything. No, closing costs is just one of three sections, which is why we use the phrase cash to close for everything. Down payment, closing costs, and escrows is everything that we consider cash to close. So closing costs are going to be three things. Closing costs is going to be um, any and all of your lender fees. If there's an origination fee, if there are points added to the loan, you know, there's going to be um, a flood certification needed for the homeowner's insurance, things like that. So it's going to be your um, your um, uh, your uh, lender costs. Um, it's good. And actually your lender cost is also going to include, they require homeowners insurance. So part of your lender cost is going to be one year of um, uh, your homeowners insurance premium. So there's that. Number two is um, you're going to have all your title fees. So title search, title insurance, um, settlement uh, fee, uh, you know, there might be a wire fee, there might be a notary fee, um, there's going to be maybe some endorsements uh, through the title company that the lender is going to require. So you have some title fees. And then you'll usually have um, the realtor commission. Um, there's usually like a some type of broker admin fee, that's usually a flat rate, you'll have to talk to uh, me about that. Um, don't talk to any realtor, talk to me <laughs> uh, about that. And I can let you know what that is. So your closing costs are going to be all of your, you know, real estate uh, title lender fees altogether. Okay. Closing and then costs. finally, <laughs> what's that? Like the song closing costs. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then the last one is your escrows. Um, and this is what really catches buyers off guard. So when you get a loan, your loan is going to be three things. It's going it's going to be every month, a portion of that is going to principal. Every month, a portion of that is going to interest. 
and every month a portion of that is going to your escrow account. So principal is obviously going to pay the principal balance off. Uh, interest is going to be the interest that you paid on the loan for borrowing the money. And then you have your escrows. Your escrows are going to be the, the account where mm. your lender is going to pay your taxes and your insurance for you. Basically, they don't want to see your house getting foreclosed on because you didn't pay your taxes or your insurance. So they're going to make sure that you pay that off so they're covered so that they always remain in first position. So if you if you get foreclosed on, they know at least taxes have been paid so that you can um you know they're, they're still the the primary lien holder so when they go to close depending on when the um the the next uh insurance bill and or tax bills do because remember you'll have four bills you have a county tax bill a borough tax bill and a school tax bill and then you'll have your insurance premium due every year depending on when that's due they have a right to start with what I like to call a kitty of so much money so that they've got enough money to pay your tax bill when it comes due. They have a legal right to escrow up to one full year's worth of taxes. They can't hold any more than that, but they can at least escrow up to one full year. Um, and that will depend on when the tax bills due and when you're collected. Uh, full disclosure, we're recording this at the beginning of um, uh, of May. Okay. And so um, I can tell you, I actually have a closing coming up in a couple of days where um, the, the the lender wants to escrow because the tax bill is due July 1st. Um, and I believe that bill's already been taken care of, but, or no, it's not been taken care of and they know that's coming. So they're going to want to hold a full year's worth of escrows. Well, this is, this is a higher, um, a higher community where, you know, the, the school taxes are about $12,000 alone. And then you've got another couple of grand in county and school taxes, mm -hmm. um, county and borough taxes. So altogether, this house, you know, gets about, you know, $15,000 worth of taxes a year. So it's like, because the, 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 the lender wants to hold back that much, this particular buyer is going to have about $15,000 just in, um, you know, escrows that's being held back right away. So it all just depends. Um, but all three of those things are uh, what we call cash to close. So what I would say is this, it's actually not too terribly hard to, to calculate it. Um, I'm going to say that, you know, the down payment is pretty straightforward. You know how to calculate that just percentage times the sales price of the house. You can calculate that pretty quickly. Um, then you have your escrows. Just find out what the tax base is and just add a full year's worth of taxes. That way you're safe. If it's less, it's less. But I always I always estimate a full year. And then your closing costs, that's going to average depending on the price point of um, wherever you're in. Um, you know, I know for a lot of my buyers, um, you know, in, in you know, that two, three, four hundred thousand dollar range, you know, I'm going to be somewhere probably in that realm of like eight to 12 grand for the closing costs. So you figure, okay, high side, 12 grand plus a year's worth of taxes, um, plus your down payment, you can do that math pretty quickly. So, um, you know, again, if you've got a $300,000 house, you're putting 10% down. Lou, help me with the math. Uh, that's $30,000 in a down payment. It's $30. Yeah. Let's say your taxes are about 6,000 a year. That's 36. You're estimating another 12 uh, on the high side for closing costs. You know, that's what, about 48. So if you round that up and you've got about 50 grand set aside in the bank, you should be good. Now, again, that's worst case scenario. That's not getting any seller assist. You know, that should hopefully um, help uh, you with that. And so. speaking of seller assist, 
seller assist. <laughs> Shall we get into the seller assist? Yes. Why so not? seller assist, um, which is a big part of this, uh, this the, the calculating the closing costs. Um, and it's a it's a relatively newer concept. Uh, I talked to a lot of um, elder clientele who are like, well, this wasn't around when I was you know, buying a house. And it's like, yes, that may be true, but it is now. And so let's talk about it. Seller assist is nothing more than the seller assisting with the buyer's closing costs. Very creative, very creative title we came up with here. Um, yeah, seller assist is basically where the seller is giving a buyer a credit at closing to help with the closing costs. Um, you know, there are limits, which we're going to get to here in a second. Uh, but basically what happens is, is when a, a seller is offering seller assist, it basically comes off the net offer. So just using dirty, easy numbers, let's say you have uh, a buyer who is an FHA loan and they need um, they need 3% seller assist on a $200,000 home. Well, they're offering you $200,000, but they need 3% in seller assist. That's $6,000. 200,000 minus 6,000 is 194,000. So their net offer before your closing costs is going to be 194,000. And the reason why that's important to note is going back sellers, we talked about the four main things that you have as part of your closing costs, mortgage, transfer stamp, realtor commission, title fees. If you were to offer seller assist, that would be a fifth line item that you would offer, which is just a, a credit and it would just come off your bottom line. So again, you know, you have a hundred and um $150,000 house, a buyer is asking for 1% uh, in closing costs. That's uh 1500. That would be um, 150 minus 1500 is 148.5. Let's look at you doing the math. Yeah, I picked easy numbers. No, no, because I, I, I had a closing a couple of weeks ago where the buyer wanted 3% seller assist on a $189,000 house. And that was a nightmare to calculate the numbers. It was awful. It was, it was so bad after I calculated the commission because the commission was less seller assist. So I had to go, okay, what's 97% of 189.9? I got that number. And then I figured out the realtor commission and I was into dollars and cents. It's bad when my, when my commission starts getting into cents. Yeah, makes it fun. Makes it, it doesn't fun. make any sense. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. So shall we get into the max allowed per loan? Okay. Why not? Sure. You're, why not? You're you're steering the ship, so go right ahead. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So for the three main types of loans that we deal with, VA, FHA, and conventional. A VA, um, you actually can have the seller cover the full amount of closing costs. There's no limit. They can cover the full amount of closing costs. That's our way of saying thank you to the VA um, and to the veterans who have served out there. If a seller is willing to offer it, you can have the seller cover the full closing costs. The idea being that if the seller covers the closing costs and then you're getting 100% financing, you don't have to bring anything to closing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of our way of saying thank you to the um, to our veterans for all they've done for us. Um, FHA is uh, 6%. So uh, most FHA buyers are going to be putting 3.5% down. Unlike VA, who's getting 100% financing, uh, FHA um, is putting 3.5% down. There are some rare times where you might have to put 10% down, but most of them are putting 3.5% down. The, the max seller assist is going to be 6% of the sales price. And then conventional is the weird one. Conventional, actually, it depends hmm. uh, if you are putting 
uh, or it depends on how much money you're putting down. So conventional for anything under 10% uh, down, you can get up to 3% seller assist. So 3% uh, of the, of the uh, offer price or the sales price. Mm -hmm. If you're putting between 10 and 25% down, you can get up to 6% off uh, seller assist, and then 25% or more, you can actually get up to 9% seller assist. So under 10 is three, 10 to 25 is six, over 25 is nine. Now, it is important to note that seller assist is for the closing costs only. I will say it again louder for the people in the back. Seller assist is only for the closing costs. What does that mean? If you are a buyer that's putting 10% down on a $300,000 house because you're, you're getting a conventional loan, that is $30,000. Hmm. You are responsible for that $30,000 yourself. Um, if you're getting help with closing costs or you've negotiated seller assist for whatever reason, it cannot be more than the actual closing costs. Uh, the down payment has to be on yourself. The reason why this is important, I see this a lot with first-time home buyers. They go, oh, I got $6,000 to bring to closing. Well, okay, but your FHA and you want to buy a $200,000 house, that's 7,000 right there. Where's the extra thousand coming from? Because you cannot get help for the down payment. You can only get help for the closing costs. Okay. Wow. <sighs> I don't understand how anybody can like do this. <laughs> it's like a lot of drinking. So a lot of much no, to remember. My God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So yep. Let, let's know, put it this way. Let's put it this way. Being the numbers nerd in high school never got me laid. But now being the numbers nerd gets me a lot of business. You and I will yes, gladly yes. take that trade any day of the week. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> um, so finally here we're getting into uh negotiating and uh so what's so talk about this real quick before we yeah, very, very, very quickly, just two quick things. One, I will tell you that seller assist is a relatively new thing. Um, there are a lot of uh, old warheads, if we will, a lot of veterans, not veterans like veterans, veterans, just people who bought houses back in the 60s and 70s who go, well, no one helped me out when I bought my house, <laughs> so gross. I'm not helping anyone out, you know, because that's the right. good Christian attitude we're right. all supposed to have. Right. Um, you know, that's what that's what we're taught in the good book. Um, so I will tell you that um, if you are working with an older seller, do not be surprised if you get some pushback. There are a lot of older sellers who feel like, you know what, I didn't get the help, so I'm not giving the help. Um, and it sucks uh, it just might happen. And if it does, you might have to look at a new house. Um, no one is forcing a seller to pay seller assist and they don't have to. So if they don't want to, they can always hold on um, to their house and sell it to someone who doesn't need it. Now that might mean they have to hold on to their house for a few more uh, months. And uh, you know what? That's their prerogative. That's that they have that right. Um, I will also tell you that the bigger point is right now, Seller assist is really hard to negotiate. I'm not saying that it isn't possible, but it is tough because it's one of those ones where it takes away from the seller's net proceeds. And if you're in a multiple bid situation and you need seller assist, but somebody else doesn't, it can really hurt your chances of getting uh, your offer accepted. Because if you're offering $200,000 and you need you know, $10,000 in seller assist, you're offering you know, basically a net offer of 190. Somebody could offer 195, uh, and that still net the seller more off uh, more money if they um, didn't ask for any seller assist. So you have to know that seller assist can really hurt you, especially if you are in a multiple bid situation. So it's there, but I highly advise that you really only ask for it 
if you absolutely need it because it can be sometimes very difficult to get. So this is why uh, I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm a little off base here, Jason, but maybe this is why you need a really good real estate advisor so mm-hmm. that you can say they can say, hey, maybe you should look for some seller assist here. You yes. Know, and you can, they might go like, oh, shit, I didn't know I could do that. Or is that good? Or you know, they can, you, you've you seen so many situations that you can yep. read situations. You understand all the ins and outs of what's happening. And you can guide people, right, to like when maybe it's, you know, this is a good thing for you or let's move on or whatever, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Or, or you know, if a house has been sitting for three months and maybe it's slightly overpriced, well, okay, now we can talk about let's try to see if we can negotiate a little bit of something to get you some help. But if it's brand new on the market, and, you know, there's 47 showings in the next three days, you know, and she has to get multiple offers. That's going to be a different scenario. Yeah, we're going to look at each scenario differently uh, and see if that certain situation can maybe lead you to getting some seller assist if you need it. So absolutely. Okay. Anything else before we uh, wrap up for today? Um, I'll just kind of reiterate what I mentioned in the beginning, which is what I gave everyone today was just a theoretical, very dirty kind of quick numbers, how to calculate this. Um, If you want to know what your specific closing costs were going to be, whether you're a buyer or a seller, call me, let's get together. Let's have a consultation. Let's sit down and I can actually physically crunch the numbers, give you a line itemed um, estimated cost sheet so you can see exactly like, hey, I'm selling my house in you know Bethel Park and it's worth 350000 or hey, I want to buy a $250,000 in the city of Pittsburgh. We can sit down and we can crunch those numbers and what they look like. Today was very theoretical and very abstract, but if you want specific numbers for your specific situation, give me a call. Let's sit down. Let's have a consultation and I'll be happy to crunch numbers for anybody at any time, especially if you're just getting in the early stages and you want to have a rough idea idea as to where you need to be um you know moving forward especially if you're on the buyer side okay all right there you have it folks there you have it folks uh jason if this if this seller assist and closing costs and everything like just was like is confused you as much as it confused me then you, this is why you have to have a really awesome real estate advisor to take you through this process. I think this is, if you've learned anything from this series is that like, you know, you don't do these things on your own for really good damn reasons because it's just too many ins and outs. There's too many variables. There's too many times when you don't know what you should ask for. You know, sometimes you're gaga over a house. Like we talked about um, the uh, d- d- disclosure in the, in the last podcast, you're gaga over a place and maybe you don't think to ask for all the disclosures about everything that's going on with, you know, this is why you need somebody like Jason. Maybe you don't realize that you could have gotten some seller assist and helped yourself out here because you don't have somebody like Jason. You don't have Jason helping you and saying, Hey, you know, this is something you can do here or now this isn't a good deal. Let's move on. And uh, so if you're interested in working with Jason, he's interested in working with you. The sooner you get the process started, the better, please reach out to Jason at 412 Six five one four six three eight. You can call or text, or you can email Jason at jason.wilcox at pittsburghmoves.com. All right, guys, that concludes our series. We'll be back next week with a great podcast for you. Until then, have a great week, and we'll catch you all on the next Really Real Real Estate Podcast. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! 
Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. 